you want to just do the intro? Hey guys, this is Jamie's husband. We're doing a podcast here at 6.30 in the morning. And I'm actually not even sure what this one's on. <laughs> I told you what it's on. No, I'm kidding. I know what it's on. But I'm going to let you take over from here because I don't usually introduce these things. It's because I always screw up the... I always have to do the intro like three times because I kind of screw it up. But thank you for waking up at 6.30 in the morning. Oh, I'm usually up not doing podcasts, though. So. That's bullshit. No, I'm usually up. Mm, no. All right. So let's dive in. Hey guys, it's Jamie Scrimger here, second wife, stepmom of three, and mom of one. And you're listening to my podcast, where we talk about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. If you're ready for raw and real conversations and are striving to live your very best life, then you are in the right place. Every week, I'll provide you with tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Today, we are chatting about the ex and how to prevent the ex from playing a role in your marriage or the stressors that come from dealing with an ex from impacting your marriage. Does that make sense? It does, but unfortunately, she does play a role in the uh, marriage or in ours. Well, I think he or she. He or she. I think that every ex is. I think it's unrealistic to say that they're not going to play a role in your marriage because they're a stressor in your life or they're a player in your life. So ultimately they're going to impact your life in some way, shape or form or your marriage in some way, shape or form. That makes sense. It makes sense. And it is too bad that it has to be a stressor. Unfortunately in our situation it is and lots of other inevitably they're going to play a role in your relationship. Well, yeah, because they impact your life and that just trickles into your relationship. But, you know, what I think I wanted to chat about today is just how to prevent the extra stress because, and you know, I'm going to do a disclaimer here because there's going to be people who are listening to this and be like, oh my gosh, is she really going there right now? And yeah, you know what? A, I am going there right now, but not in a way that I'm sharing our dirty laundry. I'm just saying that this is a reality for so many second marriages, so many blended families that you need to have strategies in place to prevent the extra stress that comes from this type of dynamic from impacting your marriage and impacting your family. Yeah. You need to do something or it'll drive you crazier. I imagine it would drive lots of people uh, to worry about things that they can't often control. Well, yeah. And you imagine, or did it actually just drive us crazy? Like we've been there. We've been at a place where we felt like the stressors that came with our co-parenting had impacted our marriage. Like we would get in arguments over it or we would feel like we aren't on the same page. Like we've come a long, long way in terms of how we've put in strategies on how to deal with it in our marriage. I think we've come a very long way in that we realize, and again, going back to it, that the big thing is we can't control that part of our situation. And so we have to control how we deal with it. And I think we're getting better all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And so do you think, here's a question for you. Do you think at the beginning of our marriage, did you always understand how much the stressors that came with the co-parenting dynamic affected me? Like, do you think you truly could put yourself in my shoes? No, I couldn't put myself in your shoes at the beginning because I always thought it was my issue because I'm the one who had the ex, but it does come into play with you because often it will have a material effect on something that we're doing or something we want to do or something that we're proposing to do. So 
I do understand that. But at the beginning, I always thought it was just my issue. I'll deal with it. Don't you worry about it. Yeah. And as much as it is essentially your issue, it affects me in my life. So it becomes my issue. And I think that sometimes where husbands don't totally, they don't totally understand the wife's or the stepmom's perspective because they feel like it's their deal and they need like they're here. You know what? True or false. Do you think that husbands welcome opinions on how to deal with the stress when it differs from theirs? Like when I would have an opinion that differed from your opinion on how we should deal with our stress, do you think that you were welcome or open to those opinions? True. False. (laughs) I think I would listen, but whether I'd actually take your opinion as well, I'd always take it into consideration, I guess is the better word, but whether I would act on it, it was a, a different thing. And I think that's what could frustrate you. But I think I always took it into consideration, but I maybe didn't tell you that, but I always had to listen. You made sure <laughs> that. Um, sometimes, sometimes. But you know what? I think that's where stepmoms get kind of stressed out or where stepmoms feel like they, or we feel like sometimes we're good enough till we're not. Like all of these things impact our life. So we're good enough for the running around with the kids. We're good enough for, you know, all of the nitty gritty of life. And then when something comes up and there's an issue in the co-parenting dynamic or say you're dealing with lawyers or say you're dealing with, you know, custody changes, whatever it is, then if we have an opinion that differs from yours, it's like, well, it's not your place. So it's like this, you're good enough to your not, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Does that make sense to you? It makes sense, but I think it's more, obviously I have to have your input when we're changing things or dealing with lawyers and so forth. If it has to do with say a custody schedule or it has to do with finances, Obviously, we need to have your opinion as part of our family unit, but I think sometimes the way it's handled, you might do it in a different matter. What did you say the other day when we were talking about how I handle things? What did you call me that I kind of deal with things in a... Pitbull. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a no bullshit, like smack down, deal with things right away kind of person, and you are not. That's right. Well... And and you know what? I think that works well for our relationship because we can balance each other out and I can sometimes want to act right away and just like deal with things right away. But you're more of a mull it over type of person. Yeah, I think I I, I like to think about it. I like it to come to me to see how we will react rather than, you know, like I said uh, before, you you like to get on it right away and, and let's go out and get this figured out. Whereas... I'm waiting to see if it's going to get as bad as what it could get or whether we can just deal with it uh, without going too far into dealing with third parties to mediate something. Right. Okay. And when I was saying, sometimes I feel like it's not like you're waiting though. Sometimes I feel like you're procrastinating and it's, that's, you know what, we're going to get into our tips on how we've prevented this from impacting our marriage or how we've just how we've learned to deal with these stressors better because it really is, we have different perspectives and it's about understanding each other's perspective and rationale. And I'm going to make one comment on that. I know you think sometimes it's a scenario where I just want to bury my head in the sand. And sometimes you do feel like that. And sometimes it is, but I don't believe it is. I believe it's, I want to wait and see how it plays out more so than then take a preemptive strike that was wasn't necessary. But Fair again, we're gonna we're gonna differ on that, and that's that's okay. We always come around and try to see each other's side. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the tips that we have. So I think there are six of them. So the first one is is we do look at it as our problem. So as much as it is Darren's problem, 
impacts our whole family. So we do look at it as a way that we're going to tackle this together as a team. And we've made a point to say, like, we're not going to let this divide us, even though we have different opinions. I think that we've been really good over the last few years of turning it into a team thing rather than just a me thing because of, again, the the altercations can have a, a, a negative effect on things that are important in your life. So we work on these things together and I think we've done a good job. We still have our moments where we differ and there's some arguing on the team, but we usually come around very quick now and, yeah. and, and resolve what we or come to a compromise on how we're going to handle things. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's about making a conscious decision that you're going to tackle it together. Like you really need to make that decision so that when you find yourself in the trenches, you can kind of take a step back and say, okay, let's not let this divide us. And, you know, let's look at this as a we and not, not divide us because then it becomes you have your stressor with your, you know, with your ex and then you have your stressor with me. And it's just a whole lot of whole lot of different sides. And I don't think that that's healthy for anyone. No, and I think you've come around to realize that, that I'm under enough pressure dealing with this situation that if I'm getting it from you because you have a different opinion, it puts more stress on me. And then I've got it, like you said, coming from both sides and, and that makes it very difficult. And that's something that stepmoms should think about when their opinion is different. Don't forget that their husband could be under a lot of stress and strain and and doing a lot of dialogue in their own head on how to handle this. And then when you come in and differ and make them feel bad and, and they're trying to wrestle with this whole situation, it can make it worse and very stressful. Noted. All <laughs> right. Number two. So you need to, and this is what we were talking about, understand each other's perspective and position. And so I know like obviously we're talking about this, we have different ways of handling things, but there was a period of time where we weren't really explaining each other's position to each other because we were having these conversations when we were emotional. So it was when we were really upset about everything and we're trying to tell each other how we're going to deal with things. And it turned into more of a heated conversation than it did saying, okay, so this is my perspective. This is why I think we should react in this way, or this is why I think we should implement this system in our, in our family. And we weren't really communicating well because we were having these conversations when we were pissed off. Yeah, I think definitely taking emotion out of it really really does help and again I do look at your perspective and your position on things we've gone back to this a number of times just you know I think you said it a minute ago you're good until you're not good or you miss out on the glory moments I mean we're we're figuring things out and you're good to help running kids around doing things for appointments and setting things up but then there might be a glory moment a sporting event or a graduation and that seems to always go to the biological father or mother yeah and rightfully so like there's nothing in me that thinks that I should get those moments but just sometimes it's a tough pill to swallow because you do like I said feel like you're good enough till you're not but it really is about taking time to understand the other person's perspective and hearing them. So sometimes when you're in arguments or you have a different perspective, it's like you listen to respond, not listen to understand. So I think it's so important for both parties, you know, stepmom and husband to be, take a step back and say, okay, why are they feeling this way? Like, why is this their perspective? Because I will say there have been times when my perspective actually was right. 
I don't recall any of those. Oh, I recall a lot of those situations. <laughs> Sometimes this is how Darren will go. I'll, I'll tell Darren something and it'll be my idea on how we should deal with something. And then a couple of weeks later, he'll come home and he'll say, oh, so-and-so is telling me we should try this. And it's the exact same thing that I had said two weeks ago. Yeah, don't give me that look. <laughs> that does happen. Okay, so number three, and we just kind of touched on that, is just talk about it when you're not emotional. So I have always recommended when people are on date nights or when you're on a date night with your partner to not dwell on all of the stresses that are going on in your life, especially when it comes to your stepfamily dynamics. But I will say we do talk about our stress on our date night, and it is very effective for us. This is something we've kind of switched and have been doing more in the last couple of years. And I think it's actually a strength. Yeah, I would think the other night we talked about it when we went out for dinner that we don't want to make our evening about that, but sometimes it's good just to get some things off your shoulders. And that's a great place to just have a casual conversation about what's going on in your life. Usually our our nights out alone, we're often trying to catch up because we've been busy and we haven't had a chance to chat. And that's where sometimes things will come out that, you know, this this was bothering me or why I wonder why this was happening. And and you can say, you know, we should change this or we should, you know, it's I, I find it a positive conversation. Usually it, it helps us walk ourselves through a lot of what's going on and including these stressors in our life. Yeah. You're away from the kids. You're having a cocktail. You're talking about life. Like obviously if you are totally on opposite ends of the spectrum on like how you should deal with something, it can be a heated conversation. I would keep that away from date night. But if you can have a very level-headed conversation about the stresses in your life, then that's a great time to do it because you're away from the hustle bustle of, of real life. I think it's important when you are very deliberate about your life and deliberate about these conversations, it can go a long way. So we're very much like, okay, what's going on in our life? You know, what's our plan? How are we going to deal with this? How can we do things better? How can we in- minimize the impact that stresses in our life are having on our family? So we, those conversations are really, I think they're very deliberate. I think they are too. And like you said, having a cocktail, sometimes we get some of our best ideas out of those nights. I know. Sometimes we forget them after though. That's the problem. Yeah, that is a big problem. <laughs> All right. So number four, if you do get into a heated conversation or you're on opposite sides and you know there's a lot of stress going on with the ex, don't let it ruin your night. Like take a minute, take 10 minutes, take half an hour, be pissed off, take some space, walk away, but don't let those stresses ruin your entire night because it's just not worth it. Yeah. I think we're getting a lot better at that, that we, you know, we go through what we disagree on or what we agree on and then we move on and it's time to hang out together and not worry about it. Yeah. And and you don't want to, I mean, you can't help sometimes go to bed a little irritated or, but it's, it's tough to go to bed all pissed off over something that is out of your control and, And after a while, you realize all the time that you waste if you are mad at each other over a third party and it's not worth it. No. And, you know, I, this is going to be a truth bomb and this is going to be something that is maybe hard for some people to hear. But if you are constantly fighting about his ex, it's not about her. She's not the problem. The issue is in your marriage and you really do need to get better at tackling the stressors of your life together. Because you can't control her. The two of you need to find a way to deal with those external factors in a way that you guys can come out on top. And so 
stop blaming all of the things that the ex does and how that impacts your marriage. Instead, look at your relationship and and ask yourself, how can we do this better? Yeah, I think that's a great, a great thing. I think that's a great thing too. (laughs) And I mean, you know, you're going to have those arguments. It doesn't mean you, if you, if you go for a period and have some arguments over your ex that you, that you have a bad marriage, it is frustrating sometimes. And when you're in the grind of things, you forget some of these tips, but we're getting really good at, whoa, wait a minute. You know what? We're not going to bed pissed off at each other because of somebody else tonight. For Let's sure. take a minute. I'll go cool off. I'll go for a run or I'll go down and watch the hockey game or I'll do something. Then we'll come up and, or you'll come down and say, Hey, when are you coming for cuddles? And it's really nice. And I'll be like, well, a few minutes ago we were disagreeing on something, but it's, 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 we're getting better. But again, I wouldn't worry too much, but yeah. In it's the, like, are you done being pissed off now? Like, can we move on from this? Cause sometimes you just have to let your emotion out and then move on and not let it impact your entire night. Yeah. And we're getting really good at being quick to forgive and forget. You know, you have a few words and then move on. Don't take it personally. Everyone's just venting their frustration. Yeah, for sure. And you know, this is something that I say to Darren often. I'll say, okay, I'm going to tell you my opinion and this is what I think we should do. And this is, you know, how I'm seeing this situation. You can do what you want with it, but I just need you to hear me and I need you to understand me. And then I'll share how I think we should navigate something. And then I'll leave it up to you because ultimately it is your decision how we deal with certain situations. Yeah. And that's true. And I know sometimes you think I'll say, yep, yep, yep. And agree with everything. And then sometimes you just want me to stop talking, but you, you have to understand a lot's going through my head and, and it maybe takes me, you know, sometimes when you, you just mentioned earlier in the podcast that I'll take one of your ideas that you mentioned a week or two ago and say, so-and-so said it to me and I should, should do it. It might not be that so-and-so actually said it to me. It might be that I'm trying to figure out a resolution to something or a solution and I run your idea and someone says, yeah, you know what? That's what you should do. That makes sense. And I'm like, okay, I've been debating these internally and somebody reaffirmed it and maybe I should try it. So do you know what would be really nice (laughs) in that situation is if you would come home from work and say, honey, you were right. And I have said that many times. You were right on this one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the next one is stepmoms will often get into a place where we feel we feel a little bit of resentment towards the situation towards just all the extra complications that come with being a stepmom and we feel an immense amount of guilt like i am not going to lie the other night i had some major resentment like full like a disclaimer here i cannot imagine doing my life without darren like i he's my person i love our life together i can't imagine waking up next to anyone else. But holy shit, you come with a lot of stuff. And there have been times in my life where I have stopped and been like, oh my God, what would it have been like to not marry a man with kids and an ex-wife? What would it be like to not have to deal with court documents or lawyers or access schedules? Like all of those things. Like I'm not going to lie. There have been periods of time where I have thought about that. And I know that sometimes hurts your feelings, but it's real. That's a real, real feeling. Oh, I'm sure sometimes you, you, you wonder, but again, you fall in love and you get the whole package and I get it. Probably what you're saying is, is, is the kids are great. I mean, oh, the we, kids are we love the kids. We have no issues. It's just, yeah, we would all wish we didn't have that X 
And I mean, everybody dated people when they were younger, but when you broke up in a relationship, you were just gone and you didn't think about them again. And the unfortunate thing with a marriage and a breakup there is that there are ties that have to last a long time. And it would just be easy if there was some sort of system where put in place where you didn't have to constantly deal with each other. But unfortunately, you get two different personalities and two people that have differing opinions and two people that after they've been split for a long time are very different people than they were maybe 10 or 15 years ago when they were together. So it's hard to walk the same line and co-parent, you know, in a perfect matter. So yeah, I think unfortunately as a stepmom, it comes with some things and I could try and insulate you from that, but I don't think you would want that. No, I don't think I would want that. But, you know, I was even thinking back to the other night, you know, I'm so excited. I was making a nice dinner. You were coming home and I hadn't checked my email and I didn't know what was going on. And you walked in and it was like literally based on something that happened that we had no control over. My night was just hijacked. We had to all of a sudden deal with an external situation that I hadn't planned on dealing with. And I'm not going to lie, I did have some resentment. And that that was a tough night for us. Like we had for about 20 minutes, we were just like we were emotional. And I did look at you and I said, "You know what? You just need to understand this is a lot right now. There's a lot of things that I have to deal with right now that I wouldn't necessarily have had to deal with. And I'm going to need five minutes to go down to the basement. And I did. And I went downstairs. I called my best friend. You know, I, I worked through it and I came upstairs. So I had those feelings of resentment, but I worked through them. I didn't hang out with them for a while. I didn't let it consume me. But I think it's so important for stepmoms to realize that if you have those feelings creep in, it is Okay. All right. So don't, don't feel like you're a bad person or a bad wife or a bad stepmom for that. You just don't pack up and stay there for a while. Yeah, that's true. And I also think when something like that happens, you're really good. The kids really don't even know. We never involve the kids, which is wonderful. It's usually something between you and I, there's maybe some whispering. This is what happened. And yeah, it's going to hijack your night. But we had the kids that night and they didn't know anything different. I was out playing with them and we got through it. But I think that's an important thing is that when you have those moments, don't involve the kids. It's not their problem that this kind of thing has happened, even if you're frustrated. And I I know sometimes it's hard to hold that back, but we're really good at that. And you're really good at that too. Even when you do resent me at times, it never comes out on the kids. Yeah. You'll, you'll be upset over something happening and the next thing you and the kids are going for ice cream. So it's, it's nothing to do with the kids. Well, you know what I think is really important, and I'm speaking uh, from a child of divorce on this. I think it would be really great if kids could grow up and not know there are any issues between their parents. I really do, because it's not their problem. It's not their problem that their parents split up. It's not their fault. So they shouldn't have to deal with any of this extra stress because it's not it's not their deal, and kids should not have to worry about that stuff. So I think it's so important for anyone in a co-parenting relationship to just take a moment and think, okay, are the, do the kids know what's going on? How can we shield them from this? Because honestly, as much as you feel like kids are resilient and they want to know or whatever your situation is, keep them out of it because it does have long-term effects. Like I did not realize the impact that my parents' divorce had on me until I was in my thirties, you know, my late twenties when I was trying to have a healthy relationship. So if I could have been shielded from some of that stuff in a better way, it would have been better for me. Yeah. And, and even though you try to shield kids, they are aware of things. I know there's been times where 
We'll be out in the lobby after a sporting event and standing, um, both parents and you, the stepmom and the kids will come over and we'll think, wasn't that kind of nice that we could all just stand there and congratulate the kids and, and then we'll ask the kids afterwards or get talking about something and as they get older, when they're younger, they don't say much, but as they get older, you know, I know one of them one time said, oh, that was so awkward. <laughs> totally awkward. And I, and my sisters and I have had these conversations now because even now I'll be like, let's have our Christmas together. And my sister and my brother are like, no, I do not want mom and dad in the same room. It is awkward as can be. So I think it's important to know that kids pick up on that and it it, it is awkward for them. Yeah. And you do hear about those spectacular breakups where the exes can get along great and they're even friends uh, and they're couples friends sometimes with the new people. But I think those are rare. I don't think that's the norm. Obviously, you want to be as amicable as possible. And we we try that. But um, I think those are rare occasions where you can do things together. But there are people that it works for them. They, they get together on Christmas Day or they get together on certain holidays. But we find it and the kids, I think, find it awkward. Yeah. And I think that's really great for them, but I think it's also important to remember that that's not what works for everyone. And I think with the internet right now, there's a lot of publicity behind these types of relationships. So it puts this pressure on co-parenting relationships to get to that point. And maybe that's not the best thing for you. So that's okay too. All right. So the last thing that I wanted to say, our last tip, and this is more for the stepmoms, it is entirely okay to take a step back and to disengage. And there have been times in our family and our co-parenting dynamic where I've had varying levels of involvement to protect myself. Do you remember like there's been times when I've said to you, you know, just let me know on a need to know basis because it was consuming my day or I was stressed out. I couldn't think about anything else, especially at the very beginning. So it is okay to say, you know what, I need to take a step back here. You deal with this, but let me know things that I just need to know about. Because if it's impacting your ability to show up for your stepkids and be the best wife, the best stepmom, the best mom that you can be, then it's time to reevaluate how you're dealing with the situation. And it is okay to be like, you know what, buddy, you deal with it. Yeah. And I think that's not a bad thing. Sometimes I, I like to just, like I said, I, you can insulate people from these things. And sometimes it's good to insulate you, especially when you say, yeah, I don't want much to do with this, then I deal with it. And it's not a bad thing in a relationship to have that at times where you step aside and let me deal with it. We, it's, it's worked for us. There's been many times where it's just let me handle this and it's better for you. It's better on you. And other times it's good that you're involved, but I think there's times when that makes total sense. And it doesn't have to be forever. So there have been times where like, I just need to, I just need to remove myself from the situation. And then when things calm down or we're in different places in a relationship, then I kind of come back in. So when you disengage, it's not this all or nothing thing. And you know, we have to trust our husbands because sometimes I feel like as stepmoms, we want to have our finger on everything. Not me. I don't like to have my finger on everything, but I, yeah. <laughs> you no. like to be in the know. <laughs> well, yeah, I do. I do. I'm a bit of a control freak and I'm working on it. It's definitely been something that I've been working on in life, but I do like to be in the know and I do like to make sure that everyone in my family is okay. But I've also learned to just trust your judgment and your ability to deal with it because this is a little hypocritical to what we were saying at the beginning because it is our problem, but it is also your shit. 
right? Like this, this came from your relationship before. This is not my problem. It's a, my problem because I'm with you. Yeah. And, and often those are little things, you know, that, uh, you don't want to get yourself worked up over, or you don't want it to be a hassle because it's they often things start out as little things. It might be a little request, it might be a little change, it might be um, an annoyance that happened. And to be involved in every single one of those, and, and those don't happen every day. I'm not painting a terrible picture of, of of what happens, but when it does happen, it might just be a little thing. And I find often the little things are the ones that you'll say, "Listen, I've got enough on my plate right now. I don't want to be involved in this." because it could turn into a bigger thing and I'll let you handle this and see how it, how it progresses. Yeah. And I'm more emotional. I'm a more emotional person. So when something bothers me for five minutes, it's probably going to bother me for a couple hours and you have the ability just to like shelf issues. So I think that that is also why we do things the way we do. Yeah. And that is true. It is true. You, you like to, again, it's concentrate on it, get it done, get a resolution. Often I can be, okay, this just happened. Yeah, I'm going to put it on the shelf and see what happens, see if it comes back later. Worry about it later because I'm not going to make this into a big issue that I could. And sometimes you're like, no, let's nip it in the butt. And I'm bulldog. I'm wait a minute. No, 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 no. Let's just see if this happens again. If it's a pattern, there's no sense in rocking the boat over something this small. There's bigger, bigger fish to fry. Yeah whatever. (laughs) I'm just joking. (laughs) All right. So we're going to wrap this up, but I want to close the podcast. Do you have any advice for stepmoms who feel like the co-parenting relationship or the relationship with the ex is impacting their marriage? Any advice we haven't covered? I think there's always going to be some, some impact on the marriage. So you have to realize that you have to know what you've signed up for. And and again, I think, you know, one of the biggest pieces. Can I just came- stop you for a second? Did you know that's the one thing that stepmoms hate hearing that you knew what you signed up for? <laughs> no, I didn't. And you don't actually, you don't know sometimes what you signed up for. But you did the, sign up. Some of the stuff that happens. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't have predicted that it was going to happen. And I feel bad that this, you know, that we have to go through some of this stuff. But I would say the biggest piece is know your boundaries. Like you said, sometimes it's better just to let the husband handle it. And when you're frustrated because you don't think that the husband is pushing things along fast enough, understand they've probably got a lot of dialogue or they might have other things on their mind. And there's, you know, maybe one of these things where they could get emotional. I'm not as emotional as you. Like I said, I take almost a business-like approach to this. And I look at it, okay, okay, what, what could the outcome be of this? Am I willing to make a big deal out of this? Or am I going to let this sit? Or am I going to think about it for a while? And I think sometimes you just, it can get frustrating as a stepmom looking in on what's going on, especially when you're in love with that person and you don't want to see this kind of thing happening, but let give, give them a bit of a wide berth to think about it. Obviously if it just keeps happening and happening and you're banging your head against the wall, you need to say something, but sometimes they're well aware of what's going on. The other thing is to understand that when there's stress between myself and my ex, and then if you get really mad at me, that doesn't help the situation because that just puts more stress on me to the point where sometimes I'm like, why did I sign up for an old one and a new one? <laughs> Whatever. So, <laughs> vice versa to, <laughs> to that. Yeah. And I think that my piece of advice is we need to remember, I think sometimes we can get so wrapped up in all of the extra stressors that we have because we're a stepmom or because we're in a step family dynamic or whatever, but everyone has their shit. Everyone has stresses in their life, whether it be dealing with problems like in-laws or, or you or could be dealing with 
illness in your family or financial issues, like everyone is dealing with something and this is your thing. So go into it with the attitude instead of blaming everyone else for how they're impacting your life you and your partner hunker down and figure out how you're going to tackle it in a better way. And that's a work in progress for us. It has been our whole marriage. We're always asking ourselves, like, how can we do things better? So it's not something you're just going to achieve, but I think it's, it's really important to be deliberate about your marriage and just realize that this is your shit. You got to figure out a way to deal with it in the best way possible. Why are you smirking? Oh, I was just thinking about when I was testing my voice out this morning before we started. And I sang that, uh, I had the time of my life and I'd do it all again with you. Even yeah. though we're talking about this stuff and what happens, I'd do it all again with you, hon. Darren, I was just saying something really deep and profound and you were thinking about your air band this morning. I was listening to the whole thing and you just happened to see a smirk because that went through my head when you were saying that. That's true. Yeah, Darren was testing the mic today and did a little sing song, but he wouldn't let me record it and share. Even though it could be a one hit wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got a good voice. All right. Okay. That's it for today's podcast, guys. I hope that this is helpful for you. And that's all. We're going to go get kids ready for school. I'll chat with you next week. Thanks for coming on, Darren. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I love you. I love you more. (laughs) Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast, give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.